Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, it's Laughter and Positivity with Pete, and I wanted to just do this little introduction to today's guest. It's Inga Dowden, who is a friend who's been a friend for some time, and we've worked together in our business, uh, in our chef agency, and uh, she's the happiness coach. She comes in and she brings happiness, little, little tips and tricks for happiness into our business, in your business or your workplace. And it was really, really interesting chatting with her today. I hope you enjoy this episode and please remember to subscribe to the channel if you enjoy listening to these podcasts and just let me know let me know what your thoughts are if there's any specific subjects you'd like me to cover on the podcast anything you'd like me to talk about I'm all ears I'm on all social channels as hashtag the laughter man and I would love to hear from you so anyway without further ado let's kick into this week's episode Hey guys, it's Pete Can from Laughter and Positivity with Pete. And today I am joined by the lovely Inga Dowden, who is a business and happiness coach and lives about three miles down the road. How are you, Inga? I'm really good. Thank you, Pete. It's great to be here. And hello, listeners. <laughs> so, Inga, obviously, I you know reach out to you because you know this this month is international. Wow, well, it, it, it on the between the twentieth and the twenty sixth of September, International Happiness at Work Week, and. It was, um, I was just like, I need to speak to a couple of people that, uh, you know, all to do with happiness in the workplace. And and obviously we've had a relationship in the past when it comes to, you know, working with, with my chef agency and, you know, you, you came in and did some coaching with us there. And I thought it would be really nice to get you on and have a little chat about sort of happiness in the workplace. And, uh, but before we kick off, do you want to just let us know a little bit about you and where you're from and how you became what you do today? Yeah, sure. I'll try and keep it short. So um, Inga is not an English name. I am uh, from Holland or the Netherlands uh, originally, but I've been here a long time now. And um, I have always been uh, about being happy at work. So I've had various jobs, always been very happy, used to be an international sales manager, loved traveling around and everything. And at one point when I wasn't quite so happy with that anymore, I I changed. And now I have been a business coach for the last 13 years. I've been running my own business. And the whole ethos of the business is all about helping people to be happy at work. So when you sent me that uh, um, the, the questions and when it was what it was all about, I was thinking, yeah, that is indeed exactly what I'm all about. So that was really, really good. And um, yeah, I'm married to the lovely Nick. I live in Bristol, as you say, I've got some lovely cats. No kids, but uh, some lovely God's children that I spend a lot of time with. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to say that personally, I am happy um, pretty much every day. Amazing, amazing. And how easy do you find it to be happy every day? Yeah, I find that quite happy. That is not to say that I never have a down day. I absolutely have those, whether it's energy wise or just, you know, feeling a bit, you know, that, that certainly have, happens. But I firmly believe that the secret to happiness is is actually really easy. It's it's, it's knowing what's really important to you, uh, knowing what makes you happy and then doing that loads. Um, But most importantly, finding happiness in the small things, 
realizing that it isn't about the big climbing Mount Everest or making a million dollars or this, that and the other, but that it is about spending some lovely time with your godson or going for a nice walk. Um, I always get extremely happy when I have a nice hot shower after a cold day's walking, for example, and stuff like that. So finding it in the little things and realizing that you're happy at the time when you are happy and not afterwards when you've lost it and you think, geez, I was really happy then. Why did I not realize that? So it's about realizing happiness and um, yeah, doing that every day. Amazing. I think that's the problem as well with some people is that it's like being present and 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 like say being grateful for that moment of for, for me one of my happy places is being in the sea and being in the waves and actually you know clocking myself that I've got this big smile on my face as the waves are pounding me and and just knowing that at that moment but you know there, there are other people that are like, it's interesting that don't think actually you know I do feel happy right now because of this this and this so yeah um, so so I mean how important is being happy to you it is the most important. So whenever I do exercises around what are my values and what's important to me, happy is right up there. It's not the number one, um, that my number one uh, value is, is freedom, actually. <laughs> uh, freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want it. And that gives me happiness. But funnily enough, when you boil it down, anyone's goals are all to do with happiness. So it doesn't matter if they say what's really important to me is helping change the world or you know, running that marathon or that sort of stuff. When you then ask them, well, why do you want to do that? Well, because it makes me feel good. Why do you want to do that? It's, well, that makes me happy. And at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. So we all share that goal, um, which is why I find it always funny when people sometimes call happiness like a fluffy thing, you know, like it's like it's something that you shouldn't focus on. I've, I've had some criticisms from some of my clients, actually, who very much value my business acumen and all that sort of stuff, which I certainly have. And they say, oh, you and always, you're always focusing on the happiness stuff, but you're really good at business and you, you're sort of diminishing yourself a little bit by focusing on happiness. And I thought about that long and I thought, no, I don't, because at the end of the day, happiness is what it's all about. If somebody says, I want to build a million pound company, the first thing I go and ask is why? Why do you want to do that? What's that going to give you? So um, I make no bones about it. And I don't apologize for very proudly being the business happiness coach. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. It's, it's really interesting because I get the same sort of thing, actually, where since becoming the laughter man. And then people are going, you know quite a lot, Pete, about business. You know a lot about sort of self-development and all this stuff. So why don't you do that as well? And, and it is tempting. Don't get me wrong. It's tempting to go, oh, but actually... You know, laughter for me is is the 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 I suppose the bloodline of what I want to do, and and laughter makes me happy, and to see other people laugh makes me feel yeah. happy as well. Um, so it, it's you mentioned sort of values, and and so obviously freedom's your number one value, and yeah. happiness sort of comes in there. So we've got what other values have you got then, Inga? I'd be interested about that. So yeah, very much um, to do with family and relationships. Um, I I have this sort of very clear list of priorities. Um, that is once that's another way to keep happy actually is when you have a clear list of your priorities you know what's important to you and then you never have to no decision is ever difficult so for example um, health is incredibly important mentally and physically of course um, relationships uh, with family um, and friends 
Um, so when you know that and you have that um, that hierarchy almost, I would say, then whenever you need to make a decision, and for example, it is about, oh, you know, shall I take this job? Yes or no? And you go, well, it's going to take me away. It's a great job. It's a great opportunity. Lots of money. Exactly what I want to do. But actually, it's going to take me away from my family. I'm going to be one of those that, you know, is, is away five days a week, only sees them at the, the weekend. To me, that is an easy, that's always been an easy decision. I have been in that position where I had that, that um, choice to make. And it was like, okay, it was a great job, honestly, dream job. But it was far away. And I thought, well, that's not what I want, because I want to be with my husband and, you know, family and stuff. So that's, that makes it very easy. Um, so the knowing what's important to you and consistently following that through. It's the same with the health. Health is very important to me. So I will go out for a walk. I will go and, you know, eat healthily and stuff like that because that's it's it's important. So even when I'm busy, I'll find time to go out for a walk because it's important. And I, you know, I spend time on it. So it's like putting your time on the right priorities that's that's really important to me and relationships is num- is apart from health so health i would say is number one because if you don't have health you have nothing um if you don't have health you are not there for your family you can't be there for your friends you it's all it's all you can focus on when you don't have health so that's number one but then number two is relationships uh, both in work and out of work everywhere so building and nurturing relationships and being there for other people without being a doormat <laughs> that's important yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely mm-hmm. like you know driving all the way the other side of bristol to pick up a, a wife that's broken her ankle to take her away for a weekend you know that, absolutely that's, that's friendship but then reciprocating by coming over the other side of bristol to pick up a wife that's yeah. broken her ankle that... yeah. exactly well this is it you know it's this this is it because that comes back and not always on a sort of instant basis um, but I, I, I firmly believe that it recently was my dad's 80th birthday and um, it's a completely funny story and I won't digress too much, but he went viral because he put an ad in the paper to tell people not to come and visit him, <laughs> which of course resulted in him getting inundated with phone calls and the press getting hold of it and all sorts of stuff. But the reason why he was worried about too many people turning up because all throughout his life he's always helped lots of people he's always been there for them and he's always prioritized people over everything else which means that a lot of people are grateful for him um and that's all coming back now when he is on his own and isn't very mobile anymore and he's never alone because people come and see him so it, it comes back um to you you know so whereas if all you do is focus on money which is what a lot of people do because they think if I focus on the money and then I can buy the things that will make me happy, there's an element of that. And I'm not saying don't make money. But when all you do is focus on the money, then you become that really, really hard worker that works his ass off. So said for his or her family, oh, I'm doing it all for the family, but they never see them. You kind of think, well, maybe a little bit less money and a little bit more time would have been better. So getting those priorities right and putting um, yeah money somewhere at the bottom um, is, in my opinion, the key to happiness. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so so obviously you've you've spoken a few times about different ways that make you happy, but also you know how how people can become happier in their life and work life. I mean, how how do you promote happiness when you go into people's workplaces? What what sort of have you got like a formula or a structure that you like to try and stick to? 
Yeah, it's not really a formula, I would say. So one of the things is to always listen to see what people want. And in fact, that is the key. The key is finding out what do people want. And you'd be surprised how often people don't really know because their goals very often are goals that have been imposed on them, either consciously or subconsciously. They think what they need is the big house or the the big car or or the business needs to grow. Obviously, as a business coach, I get a lot of business owners going, I want to grow. And they go, okay, so why do you want that? And is that really what you want? So I always get people back and say, well, what is it that you really want? What's really important to you? And then build a business around um, doing that. So the first thing I always do with people, whether it's business owners or employees, is look around what is their uh, their wheel of life is one that we use a lot in, in coaching to find out what's imp- who and what is important to you and how much time are you spending on that and do you want to spend on that? Now, of course, work is always in there and, and work can give great pleasure. I mean, I love what I do and, and lots of people do and I'm certainly not saying uh, you shouldn't work, but it's all about... Um, realizing why you're doing it and making sure you're, you're you're doing the right thing. So in terms of a formula, if there is such a thing, it's, it starts with realizing who and what's important and then helping people to give um, to get the confidence to follow those goals, especially if they are a little bit different from what other people want. Um, I'll never forget there was somebody and, and to her it was really, really important to do lots of charity work that's what she really wanted to do. So uh, she was in sales, I think. Um, and when it came around bonus structures and stuff, luckily she had a, an open um, employer uh, who said, she would say, listen, what I want to do really when I hit my targets is I want you to um, contribute to my charity or I want to have time off to be able to go and you know climb Kilimanjaro or whatever it is that she wanted to do. So being flexible Uh, with reward structures and being flexible and realizing that people want different things. Not everybody wants more money. Some people just want to be the ability to go home at three o'clock to pick up their children from school. So helping people see what is it that you really want and then helping them with the confidence to ask for it or in case of business owners to say, be flexible. Don't just have a one size fits all. Okay, so so you obviously mentioned you've worked in a couple of different companies before you became the coach. I mean, is it, where would you say was sort of the happiest place you worked before? Yeah, that's quite easy because I worked for a German company called uh, FATH, F-A-T-H, um, which already caused much hilarity because in English it sounded a bit too much like FAT. Um, but that was run by two fairly young brothers And they had really got this um, understanding that your people are key to the success of your business down to the T, down to a T. And they had really worked out um, a way to make you feel part of the company. Um, So much so that at one point when we had, they had grown um, to a a different building, had this building uh, built specifically for them. We all came in at the weekend to paint our own offices uh, for free. Um, and they had things like they had lots of machines. It was a plastic manufacturing company. They had to have a big cooling area. So instead of having this as some underground tank, they created a swimming pool. And, you know, at lunchtime, we were all encouraged to always swim. They created a beach volleyball area. I mean, this was in rural Germany where they had oodles of space and it was just, it was idyllic. It was really wonderful. Um, 
But this all translated in fantastic business growth. So all this um, focus on fun and happiness and making sure we all enjoyed ourselves working there is now they're, they're a really big business now with offices in the States and in China. And they've, they've really grown and they're doing really well. Um, and apart from that as well, they were really good bosses. They um, really let you get on with get on with your work. They trusted you. They gave you all the tools you needed and the support if you needed it. But they also assumed you knew what you were doing and they let you get on with it, um, which is another you know secret to happiness at work. You know, is not being micromanaged. People like autonomy. People like um, being able to do what they want to do without too much interference. So uh, uh, they were really, really good at that. Um, and that's another thing, you know, coming back to your questions, what do I do to promote happiness in the workplace? When I work with business owners, I very much help them to um, uh, trust their staff, which is not always easy, especially when they're quite small and it's the first member of staff and the second and the third, you know, then they're still very um, connected to them um, to the point where they just, you know, rather do it themselves. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. That I think you're, you're right. So I remember when we first brought our people in, sort of with the chef business, and you you have that. Well, actually, I could do it quicker because I know what I'm doing. Well, actually, you know, by training people to do it how you want to do it, and then check it once or check it twice, and then just let them go with it. And then a lot of the times, you know, they, they come back to you and say, "Oh, why are you doing it this way when you could do it that way, and it would be more efficient?" And you're like. Oh, brilliant. Actually, yeah, amazing. And and, yeah. and that's when I suppose you know as a, a business you've got to a nice level where you're getting challenged by your team yeah. as well to, to make processes more efficient, um, yeah. streamline stuff. So no, that's and amazing. again, they have that confidence to do that. So you have created a culture where they feel confident to challenge you mm. or to say, I've got some new ideas, we could do this differently. Whereas the if you just think about the opposite some micromanaging dictatorial boss who said, this is how it's being done. This is how you have to do it. There is no other way. It's my way or the highway. And if you don't like it, there's 50 other people for your job. And there are a lot of people that have run their businesses that way and think that they're successful that way. But it's it's not. It's, it's keeping people small. Whereas if you let people shine, if you give them a chance to to um, do their very best for you, they will. <laughs> but if you just keep them small and treat them like children, they will act like children. So yeah, yeah, that's true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. This has been really, really interesting. So, so mm-hmm. if you know, so somebody's listening. I, I mean, have you got five tips that they could share? You could share with the listeners to bring happy to work. Yeah. So it's a little bit. Um, whether you're a business owner or an employee, you know, because it's slightly different. When you're the business owner, you have that option to create happiness through your actions. You're, you're the one in charge of creating a culture. So that's one thing. Um, but when you're an employee, sometimes people think, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. Well, no, I always believe everyone has the option. You ha- you are in charge of your happiness. Uh, nobody else um, stuff will uh, be influencing this, but you can still choose. So the first thing I would say is decide that today is going to be a happy day. So decide and say, I'm going to be happy today. This is going to be good. I'm going to focus on some positive things. I'm going to find something good. And the second is be kind and compassionate to yourself as much as to others. I mean, it's really important. So if you see someone struggling, if you see somebody having a difficult time, 
and you have some time, you know, if you if you've got time to go and ask them, can I help? Offer to help people and say, is there something I can do for you? That looks difficult. Or, hey, I know you don't like that, but I, I don't mind doing that. Shall I do that for you? And do that unasked. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be, uh, again, as a boss, you would want to encourage those things as ways of doing that. But as a person, you can just do that. You can, if, if you see someone struggling, say, what can I do to help? Um, the other thing is smile. Uh, this will be a good one for you, Pete. You know this. You can hear a smile through the telephone. Smiles are uh, infectious, contagious. You know, um, if you if you smile at someone, it's very difficult for them not to smile back at you. It is. Yes, <laughs> I'm looking at your big smile now. It is. It's virtually impossible. And it's the same. I think there's a there's a famous old um, uh, peanut. Um, uh, you know, those peanut cartoons where yep. Charlie yep. Brown walks with his head down and say, you know, I'm really happy. And he kind of go, oh, that doesn't work. Whereas if you walk with your head up high and you smile, hi, how is it going? Oh, wow, well, this is amazing energy. So be the energy that you want to feel. Um, now, again, I realize this isn't always possible. You could have just lost a big customer or you could have had a really difficult time. So if you need a bit of a boost and you're, you're, you're thinking, oh, this is, this is all getting a bit on top of me, go outside, even if it's just for five minutes. But ideally, somewhere around trees, if you can go outside, outside take some really deep breaths, you know, hug a tree. I mean, trees are wonderful. I love trees. Or a dog. If you can, if you can somehow get to a dog or a cat or a pet or something, so outside with some sort of animal, brilliant. That will generally instantly lift lift your mood. And the final thing, the fifth thing I would say is is celebrate your achievements, however small. So that one day when you have done all the things on your to do list for that day, obviously because a to do list is never finished. Um, but you know, for that day, have a little party. Um, if you're a team leader and your team has done really well, bring in a load of donuts or say, hey, let's go to the pub. Get into the habit of celebrating good things and not just the really big at the end of the year, once once a year annual party type thing. Every week, every day, somebody's done something great. Wow, that was an amazing um, amazing performance there. Or, wow, great, you got that sale in. And, and Focus on the teamwork. So this comes back to sort of relationships and stuff. It's not just about you. Um, celebrate the team. Learn to be happy for others, even if, if things are not going that well for you, some going well for somebody else. Say, wow, that's amazing. Well done. Um, is there anything I can do to learn from you? Because I'm not quite there yet. Um, maybe you can help. Because, hey, if they've just had some amaz amazing success, they're probably in the mood to help you. So being positive and believing that things will work out and making things as good as possible for yourself and for others. It's impossible not to be happy. If you follow those simple, those simple rules, it is impossible not to be happy. And one final thing I'd like to say is, like I said before, it's okay not to be okay. So do not confuse positivity and being upbeat and being happy with constantly needing to be happy. There is a lot of difficult things happening. Um, everybody has bad stuff happening to them. People, you know, you don't know what's going on. And there are plenty of times when people have got it really, really tough. And what I do then is I say, try and build a toolkit of happiness. Um, and that has things in it like a happy playlist. 
So some music, you know, the kind of music that the minute you hear it, you're going, yeah, I've got to dance, you know, um, a list of um, compliments received. So if somebody gives you compliments, write it down in a little booklet so that when you're feeling down and you've, you know, you've, you've lost that order or you've made a big mistake or something has gone wrong, you think, oh, my God, nobody loves me and I'm rubbish. You can look back at that booklet and go, oh, my God, no, look at all those nice people things have said. Um, and a couple of other things which, you know, people are very happy to come and check out my blogs or stuff. I, I'm, I'm always very happy to share everything with, with people. But that toolkit of happiness is, um, is, is a good one to have in a bag. Uh, going outside is another part of that as well. Outside is just magic about being outside. So, um, yeah, there you go. I hope that those tips are useful. Definitely, definitely very useful. Right, before I wrap things up then, Inga, because I obviously am the laughter man, um, I would, um, and I like to start my my podcast with a little laugh from from my guests. So we've just got to do a quick laughter exercise, if that's okay with you. Yeah, right that's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to put our hands out in front of us like this. And we're just going to take a nice deep breath in and just let out a nice sigh. <sighs> okay, this time we're going to take a deep breath in and we're going to let out a long ha. So deep breath in. I'm just going to go, ah. Okay, so this time we're going to take a deep breath in. We're going to hold it for five seconds, and then we're going to laugh for 10 seconds like it's the funniest thing all day, okay? So deep breath in. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and... So, so Inga, where can listeners find you? So I'm all over social media um, and on, I've got a website. Uh, there is only one Inga Dowden in the whole online world. I'll be pleased to know. So as long as you spell my name right, which is I-N-G-E, and then Dowden, D-O-W-D-E-N, you, all you have to do is Google me and then you can find me on my website. Link, connect with me on LinkedIn. That'd be great. Um, I, lots, I always share lots of sort of inspirational quotes and things like that. So um, if, if people are interested in that, it'd be lovely to see you. And um, yeah, I wish you, uh, I, one of the things I say is that everyone deserves nothing less than happiness and success. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thanks a lot for joining me, Inga. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity until then remember if pete can you can